This is a Pasco Media production. Please visit pascomedia.com. Hello and welcome to the Abiding Together podcast, where we desire to provide a place of connection, rest, and encouragement for those of you who are on the journey with Jesus Christ as we are. Welcome to the journey. I am Sister Miriam James, and it is Memorial Day, y'all. Welcome in America. Sorry, Canadians. Uh, welcome to the official beginning of summer. So, Heather and Michelle, how are we doing as we are closing out the school year? I know, Heather, your kids are still in school, but Michelle, your kids are not. So, Heather, how's it going, sweet girl, up in Canada on this Memorial Day? Well, uh, it's just another magic Monday for us up here in Canada, but things are good. Yeah, this part of the year is, you know, busy for everybody. But it's good. Things are really good. My son is about to be confirmed this week. Super excited mm. for him. Yeah, it's great. How about you, Michelle? Um, I feel like we have come to the end of May, and it is finished. It, it like We can exhale. It is finished. We've done an eighth grade graduation. We've done a first communion. We have done just all the end of the year um, items that you are supposed to do. And now I can exhale and look at summer. Here we go summertime so i'm excited <laughs> we really should all be on the same schedule canadians and americans because i've got to say when we're in that last month of everybody has to push it but wants to be on summer break you all are posting pictures of yourselves at the beach it's just not right <laughs> it's just not right i know girl i know <laughs> well even in the south though because i mean in canada uh, y'all are still in school but so we are in washington state when i grew up in washington state we didn't get out of school till like the middle towards the end of june Mm-hmm. I mean, ever since I moved to the South, everybody gets out of school in like April and we're like, what? But no, it's like May, you're done already, which is kind of an anomaly. So I just want to say it's a Southern thing, Heather. It's not just a Canadian thing. <laughs> okay, fine. All right, all right. Well, speaking of summer, dear friends, we're going to talk about how to flourish, how to keep a schedule, how to keep growing with Christ in the summer when our schedules are a, di- are a bit different. So we're going to talk a bit about establishing a relationship with Christ and maybe putting some order in our summer schedules, but also play and also self-care. Uh, there's a great saying that you have to, you have got to nourish to flourish. I think Michelle sent that one. Um, so I think especially as, you know, kids get out of school and, you know, you're thinking of what to do with the kids or maybe, you know, your, your semester's ended in college or just, you know, you got some summer plans and maybe you're still at work, but you've got some time off also. And I think there's just many times to psychologically be going to go into a different mode in the summer. So we thought we'd just kind of share with y'all a bit and just, you know, kind of talk about just how do you, you know, how do you continue to grow with Christ? Like what are some things, some practical things we can do? through the summer, just to continue to grow in that relationship. So, Michelle, do you want to kind of kick us off on just kind of where you are and what your thoughts are about this? Well, for the first time, I i mean, this is crazy because we always lived at a summer camp for the first 10 years of having kids. So it was like a built-in activities, you know, like on the promenade deck at two o'clock, you have the mud pit. No, just kidding. But so we always had outside activities. So since we moved to Florida, I was like, oh my gosh, this whole concept of finding things for your kids to do. Like we did not grow up that way. Your mom said, go outside and don't come back until the streetlights are on. And we get on our bikes and we go out and we do that. And we don't, and now it is like everything has to be organized and play our kids or even our summers are so busy. Like I know I was talking to a couple of college students and um, 
like for their lives, you know, and they were like, we feel like this pressure to have these amazing summer plans. You know, what are you doing this summer? We're serving at this camp or doing this internship or all that. And I was like, what just happened to fireflies and watermelon and, you know, just the pastimes of summer. So literally my husband and I had to sit down last Friday and had a hour and a half meeting on the schedules for the different camps my kids were going to be in the summer. And I literally have a flow chart in this, like in my dining room and the weeks of all the different camps. And I was like, what is this? You know, how did this happen? And I mean, some of them are really great. They're really opportunities for them to grow in their faith. Some are really cool, like art and basketball ones that they've been dying to do. But I was telling my husband, I want a mix of one week in a camp and the other week where we're just like, can we just be? But I was Mm -hmm. telling, I was like, have we really learned how just to be as a family in summer and just to do the ordinary things and all of that kind of stuff? So I'm just trying to find, and so we made a list of what are our fun things to do this summer that we would like to do. Um, Kind of like a summer bucket list, but like a summer fun list, you know, and, but we kept it simple, Um, you know, like walking to the store to get slushies, um, Mm -hmm. going to the bands on the beach, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But what Mm -hmm. my question was like, what memories, what do I want my kids to take away with from the summer? But it's not me creating memories for them. It's us joining together to make a memory as a family. You know, I don't want it where it to be all the pressure on mom to get it done, Mm -hmm. you know, to happen Mm -hmm. for everything to happen. Like, darn it, we're going to have a memorable summer, you know, and you guys better step up. Yeah. So it's just really trying to figure out. But I know for me, because I have littles and I have older ones, really, when you're out of a rhythm, how am I going to take care of my own self this summer? When am I going to get my prayer time in? How am I going to be at my best um, Mm -hmm. to do that when we're not in this stricter rhythm of schooling and stuff like that? So I'm still trying to figure that out. I have a couple things. I'm not so sure. So what about you, Heather? Yeah, I I can totally, it resonates everything that you're talking about. I think for me, kind of the key theme for summertime is connection. You know, that that's what I'm, I want to go into this summer with. We're not quite there yet, but I want to go in with the idea of how can I more deeply connect with those in my life that God has entrusted to me, my mm-hmm. family, mm-hmm. Um, and how can I more deeply connect with the Lord? Because I find if I'm not intentional about that, uh, in the summer, it it won't happen. You know, we can so easily slide into, um, I'm, I'm just going to end up wasting time. You know, now that I have some time, I'm going to waste it. Or um, we, we just don't pursue connection in the way that we need to. And I'm seeing it more and more in our world is like, we all have heard these ideas around there's a deep desire for connection, and somehow people are not getting it. But I'm seeing that rampant amongst young people and children and within families. You know, it's not just because of social media or iPhones, you know. It's also because we aren't taking the time to be intentional and connect. So I'm starting to think about ideas of, and this is something I would love to provide for our listeners too, of just like, you know, questions to host a lunch. We've talked about this at our retreat as well. Questions to have some conversation to host a lunch or a coffee time or something very simple with some other people in your life to keep the depth of spiritual life going. You know, we have college students who are going to be taking a break from school. You might be leaving your community, your spiritual community um, to go home for some 
summer and it's going to feel very isolating. So I think it's so important to just be intentional and have a plan. Our schedules are generally looser in the summer, but it doesn't mean you don't want to have a plan for your spiritual life. And that means when am I going to be praying? When am I going to be connecting with my family and friends? And how am I going to be pursuing depth and relationships that really matter and can be encouraging to me? Um, so that I'm I'm actually growing in the summer, not taking a break from my spiritual life. Sister, what are some of your thoughts? Oh, that's so good. I love both of them. I mean, well, obviously, I don't have biological children to plan summer camps for, although that would be fun. Uh, so, but my life is, you know, in a sense, and it's very similar to the rest of the year, just because of the, of the nature of the life that I live, and I still have, you know, traveling to do, and we have a big meeting this in the middle of the summer, but. I've been thinking more and more of, you know, like what you're saying, both of you, like what, what makes life meaningful and what's most important for me. And it's kind of funny. I've made this little like chart in my journal that just things like that I encounter during the day. It's kind of like, like what Dr. Phil says, what's working for you and what's not. <laughs> right. And, you know, I just noticing it's, it's, it's silly. It might sound silly, but it's like two categories. Okay. So in the course of the day, what are thoughts or what are things that kind of where I, I resonate like out of fear or like feeling afraid and versus what what are things and thoughts and actions that help me feel peaceful and confident in the Lord? Hmm. And so like, it's kind of helped me understand like what works for me during my day and what's not working for me. So I can turn toward what works and what doesn't. And I know for me, obviously prayer is a you know, huge deal. And like I've said a million times, it's built into my day, but Jesus has been calling me just so much more deeply to a deeper life of prayer. And I've been getting up you know, just for me, even earlier in the morning. And I notice, like when I get up early in the morning and start my day in silence and I've been going for a walk because it's so hot here already in the morning and just, you know, praying a couple rosaries and just also listening to some great podcasts. I realize like those, those things are very important for my day. And I realize mm-hmm. that when I'm not attentive to that or when I don't have an intention for the day or an intention for the week, like Holy Spirit, you know, what's my intention for this week? Like, where do you want to work this week? And so every day I'm, you know, the intention of being a gift to another person or being present or it's those small things that I find help order the rest of my day. Because when I don't do that, I find that my day becomes a bit scattered. I was so distracted the other day about a whole bunch of stuff. And I'm like, okay, you know, it's noon, but I can start this day over. <laughs> so I'm mm-hmm. like, Lord, I just, you know, sorry about that, Lord. I wasted just kind of the morning and was distracted by a lot of stupid stuff, but I'm coming back to you and I'm just going to put myself in your presence and start again. So I think mm-hmm. that um, to make sure, like, look in your life and what are the elements of intimacy with Christ? What are the elements of being present to the present moment, being present to others that are very important, that are fa- that, like foundations for the day? And then let that kind of fragrance kind of emanate throughout the day. And then you can take that with you wherever you will, whether you're reading a book by the pool or you're at the mall or you're just, you know, spending time at a coffee shop. But I think the most important foundation is first things first, and that helps order the rest of the day. Mm, I love that idea of fragrance. That is, I'm going to sit with that for a little while. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's true because, you know, the fragrance is something, it's like you always want Christ to be with you. You, you want to be aware of his presence at all times throughout my day. That's one of my favorite things about summer and kind of the the looser schedule is that I feel like I can walk with Christ through my day in a different way. My, I have time for my my thoughts to, to go there, you know, instead of just being like one task to the next. Um, 
But yeah, I think I, I love what you said, sister. It's awesome. I think it's really important, like you were saying, you know, to have some practical things that are like nourishment for us throughout the day, mm-hmm. you know, nourishment for us throughout the week, whether it be, okay, here's a book that I'm going to read this week or throughout the summer. Um, here's some intentional conversations I want to have with a good friend or a podcast that I want to listen to. Like it really is a time to explore some, maybe some new ways that you can be nourished. Mm-hmm. What are your yeah. thoughts, Michelle? Yeah, I totally agree with Sister. Um, I went on personal retreat a couple weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, a three-day silent retreat. And it was led by a great Ignatius priest, uh, Father Nathan Halloran. And it was really good because he, one, it kicked my butt the first day. Like, yeah, from east to west, it kicked my butt. But anyway, but it really realized, um, yeah, whatever, Sister. And it really... (laughs) made me realize like, okay, where am I growing in holiness? Yes, I'm in relationship with the Lord and um, I'm fellowshipping with him, but where am I growing? And really to be intentional about my growth with him because he always wants to give us more, not to be, um, mm-hmm. not to be, in- you know, intentional about my growth because I need to be holier where I'm striving, but because he's always calling me into deeper relationship and he always wants to give us more and he always wants to align my heart more with his heart. So what are those things? And for me, like it was, yes, I have my prayer time in the morning and making up where I have early. And for me, I'm a, like, I have to be in the word of God. Like that's like my root system in the morning. But even I started um, really consistently doing an examine, like Ignatius calls it an examine. We've talked about this on the podcast before, an examine at nights, every night. And mm-hmm. just doing that has given me just a rhythm that it makes me make my life more real because I'm more aware of things that are going on. It makes my life feel more tangible because I can be seeing where God is moving, where I'm failing, where I responded to his grace in a situation. And so when I get in a situation, especially with a child or something like that, I'm stopping during my day and saying, okay, stop and abide. Lord, are you with me in this situation? Let my, let me respond to grace and not respond to frustration, anger, irritation, all those name name the above, you know whatever you want to put in there. Like how do I respond to grace? And when I stop and like what I like to call it, like a holy pause, I can see and invite His grace in that situation. Then things change, and it's simple. I think we make it so much harder than it has to be, and it has to be like I just surrender, and it's simple, and like okay, come with your grace right now. I'm going to pause. Where are you in the situation? Where can I find you? I'm going to pause. And then he, you know, invite him into the situation and then it's a different response. And so, yeah, it's just being really simple. And the examine that um, Father Nathan gave me, like the first thing that I do at, during the day at night, I mean, is um, gratitude. You know, I list yeah. the gifts that I received oh, so from him today, you know, and I usually list like three or five things. And, and, and I love what Father Nathan said in this. He said, and I allow myself to be moved by his generosity. Um, mm. and I love that. That's so good. Yeah. And cause he is, he's abundantly generous with us. And the second mm. thing is, and I will put this in our show notes listeners. Um, I feel the presence of the Lord. I look for silence and ask the Holy spirit to just feel his presence. And then the third thing he says, is I search for the lie. I mentally list the moments today, whether they be three, two, one, two, three, whatever. When I listen to a lie, like I notice like why, like, oh, this is never going to change or I don't have enough time or this is whatever lie it is. And then I listen to the, and why didn't I turn that lie to Christ? Why didn't I hand it over? Why did I not pause that day? 
And then I listen to the truth that replaces the lie. And what is Jesus saying to me? What is the truth in that situation? And then I just conclude with a prayer. And and I do St. Augustine's Holy Spirit prayer, like breathe in me, the one that we posted on our Facebook page. But it's simple, but it's made such a big difference. And I think for a lot of us, we think our spiritual lives and spiritual growth has to be this big, grandiose prayer plan. Like I will do three rosaries, one holy hour, a whole Lectio Divina, and, you know, with a cherry on top, and then I will grow, you know, and, but it's God just really inviting him into those daily situations and conversing. Mm -hmm. And I was telling Sister and Heather, when we were talking earlier this week, I said, I'm finally really understanding what does it mean to ongoing fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Where it's not I just, love that you said that. Mm. That it's not just like mm-hmm. a prayer event, like, oh, I had a prayerful, t- powerful time with the Holy Spirit in my prayer time. Like, mm-hmm. no, it's an ongoing conversation with he mm-hmm. and I throughout the day. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like it's ongoing. And mm-hmm. uh, like, what do you think of the situation? How do, should I respond? Mm-hmm. And I was like, when ah. I approach it like that, it's this beautiful dance and not this burden that I um, have made it into be a lot of times, you know, with prayer mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So what about you, Heather? Yeah, I mean, really at the heart of it, it's relationship. It's not oh, about man. duty or doing things mm-hmm. um, so that we give ourselves like maybe even a false impression that we have a relationship with God, but it's real relationship. He's a person, you know, who who desperately loves us. And I think it begins with reminding ourselves who God really is and that He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the path to the fullness of joy. He is the fullness of joy. And so, I I think if we enter into like our summer and our break thinking Jesus is the fullness of joy, God has everything that my heart desires. So how can I commune with him this summer? And how can I enter in more deeply into my relationship so that he actually has an opportunity to fulfill the deep desires of my heart? I think most people go into summer thinking, okay, I I just need to be refilled. I know I, Jake and I go into summer, that's my husband, we go into the summer. Towards the end, we really start praying and visioning for our next year. Like, what is it going to look like for our family? What is it going to look like for our our work, our business, our ministry? Because we run our own our own ministry, so we take time to vision and really pursue the heart of God in His intentions for us and our mission. But everybody's summer takes a variety of different ways. A lot of people are working a lot, you know, but that doesn't matter if we are going to the source of joy to receive everything that we need. We're going to end up at the end of the summer feeling so fulfilled and rested and at peace because we've received from the right place. And I think that when we're doing that, it's not just in our prayer, but like you said, Michelle, God will direct us in like, you know, maybe he'll say to you one day, I want you to play today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I want you to yes. just go out and play. Like, it doesn't mean like our communing with God always looks like silence, although that's really important too, that we connect in silence. But it might look like, I want you to feed your heart today. I want you to get together with good friends, or I want you to go on this beautiful walk today, or I want you to go on an adventure and, and play. I want you to climb a mountain. I want you to go on a zip line, you know, because those things are good for your heart. God is fun. You know, he he is joyful. Like, he wants us to experience the fullness of life in all the good ways, you know, that are around us. So, I think for me, what, what I'm hearing in this conversation and what it's propelling me into is I need to sit down and maybe break out some categories, like in the area of play. God, what do you desire for me and my family this summer? In the area of, of 
um, simplicity and quiet. What do you desire in the area of this, that, you know, and, and just really seek him, not just in one moment, but then continually ask those questions, you know, throughout the days of the summer. Oh, I love that so good. And I think that's, that's where the nourishment comes, right? And that's where we flourish. And um, I was just having a really awesome, awesome conversation with a dear priest friend of mine. And, you know, he was saying that he said, really discernment at the heart of discernment is what voice are you listening to? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what voice are you listening to? He said, and if you're listening to the voice of the accuser, are you throwing a log on that fire by agreeing with it? <laughs> and mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, dang, yeah. Father. You know, I mean, but it's like so true throughout our day of, of you know, how we, we can believe that God doesn't want good things for us or that he, you know, it's like this always like we're on a kind of a hamster wheel of more, 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 more. And, and really it is the heart of relationship and it's the simplicity of it. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, we've talked about, I'm sure I quoted my quote on play before, but I read a great book some time ago about um, about play, about why we love play, why we love sports. And really the author of the book kind of synthesized the whole thing. And he was saying that, you know, we love to play because play is the recreation that brings us beyond ourself into joy. Hmm. And um, I know myself when I don't play or I don't do something that's enjoyable, uh, you know, and try to do that every day. It's something that we can't overlook. And it, it's it's a small thing. Sometimes, sometimes it's a big thing. Sometimes I went to, out to a movie yesterday and had lunch with um, a couple of sisters and we just really enjoyed it and just different things. But this, sometimes it's, it's the walk in the morning or sometimes it's just kind of listening to music or whatever mm-hmm. that is. And I, I think that, um, yeah, going to the source of that and listening and that's where we find nourishment. And I think, I don't know, I know myself, I've had kind of plans for my day before where I thought, well, this is going to be really recreational. And, but it was really a day spent like maybe chasing happiness for its own sake versus resting in Christ. And at the end of the day, I was exhausted and I wasn't refreshed, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, what is the refreshment, you know, and the seasons as the seasons change and, you know, yeah, like what is God saying in that? And what voice, really in the moment to moment, like what voice am I listening to? And what mm-hmm. voice am I going to feed, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's key. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just reminded of the Sunday of our Royal Women's Retreat that mm-hmm. we spent together. And I thought, you know, that day kind of had everything that I love in it. <laughs> we had mass that day. We hung out with each other. So it was like good friends. We so hard. we, oh we gosh, ate yeah. good food. We yeah. laughed. We had a, you know, spontaneous dance party in the living room with my kids <laughs> and Mary Bielski and everybody, like all these young adults that were with us, which was just like brought so much joy to everybody in that place. And then we just hung out and had some good conversation with each other. You know, I was like, I want more of that in my life. And I would venture to say all of us do. Oh, me too. But we have to make time for that. We and we have to create the environment for that. You know, that's something that I and I love is actually thinking and planning to create an environment for those types of connections and encounter, you know, And, and I think it's like setting a table. You set the mm-hmm. table for God to move and for your hearts to be filled and for those around you to be filled as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that was one of the highlights of my Easter season. When I was just recounting the graces of the Easter season at Pentecost, being with you guys for that royal weekend was one of the highlights of the entire Easter season for me. Mm-hmm. And it's because it had all those so elements, good. you know. Um, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, just being so grateful for the Easter season and those graces. So, yeah, I just I, that was so fun. So fun. Yeah, I think for me, it's just to also find beauty in the summer, like mm-hmm. find the little moments. Uh, for me, I always have to get close to the water because we live near the water. So to find those simple mm-hmm. areas of beauty, but to seek beauty out um, and simple beauty. Mm-hmm. One of the presents I got for Mother's Day was a bird feeder, and I'm obsessed with it mm-hmm. because I love sitting on my front porch 
watching the birds. And I'm like, I've, I texted Sister Miriam and Heather. I'm like, I've officially become an old Southern woman when I'm sitting, like one of the highlights <laughs> of my day is looking at the birds coming in. But like yesterday, watching like four cardinals come and their beautiful red colors. And just mm-hmm. when I sit in holy, like I like look for holy wonder and beauty, you find it, mm-hmm. you know, just like you find it because I stop so and true. I'm aware of what is around me. Um, mm-hmm. Instead of rushing through, um, the day, um, which mm-hmm. I usually do the majority of the time, but it's when I stop and look around and pay attention to things mm-hmm. like that. It just, there's something about that just fills me up. You know, it stirs mm-hmm. my heart and it fills me up and I love it. And it's mm-hmm. so much fun to invite other people into that also. Like Lily, my daughter and I were sitting there looking at, we're like, Oh, look at the Cardinal, look at the blue Jay. And there was another bird that came in. I was like, okay, let's figure out and discover which one this is. Look it up. Think. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do we really do before Google? But that's a whole another conversation. Like, how do we even parent before Google? Um, but yeah, it's just beautiful things like that, and just being aware of summer. And for me, I always like to create something or do. So we were talking about the people that I do life with in my neighborhood and community here. Like, we decided that we wanted to do a progressive dinner because we live in a very front porch area and community. That's we're like, so fun. We're like, how come we have not done a progressive dinner yet? Like. What? We have the perfect neighborhood for progressive dinners because we always walk everywhere and it's such a walking neighborhood. So like, okay, that's like one of my things for the summer is like, ooh, plan a progressive dinner for us to walk around. Um, that's so fun. Yeah, just things like that. Um, all, all that kind of good stuff. We're just looking forward to it, you know, and just to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're you're taking a moment to inhale the beauty, you know, and, yeah. and I, I love that that has been probably one of the most fruitful disciplines that I've pursued in the last couple of years in particular. And I and I do think it is a discipline. It, like it it's something you have to cultivate. If you're not naturally drawn to lift your eyes to beautiful things and pause, you know, it's something that you have to cultivate and begin to try and invite the Holy Spirit to open your eyes to see the beauty of God's fingerprints all over creation because it will be one of the most life-giving and fruitful things to your soul and your spirit. And it's something that I, I teach my children and they teach me as well. Like my youngest daughter, she's 11. She started creating these fairy gardens, you know, in like plant pots and everything is super tiny. It's like super tiny mailbox, super tiny, whatever. She made a little like tire swing hanging from a succulent. It was, it's so adorable. But I, as I'm looking at that, I'm like, wow, the detail in which she, she is like looking at in her artistic way, you know, she's, she's pointing out all of these details. And I was like, if only I noticed all of these details of where God is in my day, you know, if I, if I was attentive to like the the artistic way that he is revealing his love to me throughout creation and all throughout my day. And, and so that's going to be one of my prayers for this summer, for sure, that the Holy Spirit would open my eyes to see in greater detail, all of the little moments where he is totally lavishing his love and generosity upon me and my family. Hmm. Amen, man. Woo. Amen. Yes. So, wow. So I was moving to summer. Um, ladies, now I want to say before we forget that I, I don't want to forget to promote our, our next document study, which is going to start June 4th. So if some of you are like, what are you guys leaving for the summer? We're not leaving for the summer. We still have the month of June. Uh, so we want to tell you that very quickly before we do our one thing is that it is not too late for you to go ahead and buy Pope Francis's new apostolic exhortation. It's Gaudete et Exaltate, Rejoice and Be Glad. 
Uh, we promoted it last week, but you can find it on Amazon. Amazon okay, hold on, one, one, public. stop, stop, stop. Say that one more time in Latin. Just I know to say it's my favorite. Okay, do it. Go ahead, sister. Yeah, say it again. An exaltate. Why are you making fun of me? <laughs> no, we're not. It honestly is my favorite thing. When I listened to your little promo, I was like, "Say it again, sister. It's You're so cute." So because funny. you yes. you knew I would butcher, butcher that if I had to say it. Like, yes, kill it, yes. butcher. Kill it. But you say it so, so beautifully. Go ahead. Well, you know, we try. I just try. Um, God, ex- exultate. That'd be something like that. A southern version. version. So you can find it on Amazon. You can find it at your local cat the bookstore. You can find it for free on the internet. So we're going to start that June fourth. So don't. We're not leaving you yet. We're still got a whole month of June of podcast episodes. But we wanted to, for Memorial Day, talk about just kind of how to move into summer. So. Let's talk about ladies are one thing. And I'm just going to go first, just to give you two yes. a little bit more time to think about your one Thank thing. You. So Michelle Benzinger, the wonderful, beautiful Michelle Benzinger, finally sent me a book called Awakening Love, which is an Ignatian retreat on the Song of Songs. And it is rocking my world. I just read that in my morning meditation and it is speaking to me so deeply. So I'm just going to put the link to that book. It's a new book mm. that just came out. If you love the Song of Songs, or if you want to love the Song of Songs, you want to think about think about loving the Song of Songs, I would highly recommend it. It is so incredibly beautiful. So my one thing for the week, and probably for the rest of my life, to be quite honest, is going to be a book called Awakening Love, an Ignatian Retreat on the Song. Y'all, mic drop. There you go. All right. Heather, what you got, girl? Nice. Um, my one thing is from the new Bethel album called Moments, Mighty Sound. Uh, it's... It's more of a spontaneous worship album, which, you know, either you like it or you don't like it. But there's one song on there in particular that I've just been praying with, and it's called Where You Are by Leland uh, in collaboration with mm-hmm. Bethel. And it's just a sweet song. I just It's just been moving me in my own personal prayer and worship, and I love it. And if you want to check out another song on there... This version of Pieces by Amanda Cook is really good. It's so good. So I'll put the links for both of those. Michelle, what's your one thing? Well, my one thing, and it's going to date the podcast, but I don't care, um, is, well, I have two one things, of course, is the Royal Wedding. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. I really loved it. And so it was beautiful. Um, I love the diversity. It was really interesting. Yesterday, I uh, went to... So the parish that I go to also has a mission parish, and they're really close to one another. And the mission parish is predominantly African-American. And I love that church so much. So I went to Mass there yesterday morning. And to see their pride in that an African-American woman, you know, a well, biracial woman, but her mother was a part of the royal family, it was just a beautiful thing for me to watch their it, reaction. It made me cry. It, that made me cry when I watched it. I was just I was watching the choir. I was watching her mom sitting there with so much dignity and I was just so moved to tears. I thought, "Oh my gosh, like for all the oppression that has gone on, like to see this moment, that was really beautiful." Yeah. In the English monarchy, it was just interesting. It was just, you know, people have their opinions about it and all that, but let's redeem it and take it what it is for. It was a beautiful um yeah, just a beautiful celebration of life and um, unity and things like that. The second thing was... Uh, and and that guy preached, can we just say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he went there. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. He totally preached. 
But the second thing, it is the NBA playoffs right now. And Ooh. I do not allow myself to watch any more sports until they come to the finals and playoffs because I'm addicted to college football and that is enough. So I always pick it up. You know, I always watch college basketball during the tournaments and then I always watch NBA basketball during, you know, the um, end of the season. But my boys watch it all the year long. But I'm a huge Steph Curry fan. Like, I love that kid. And um, mm-hmm. so the Golden State Warriors, he rocked it last night. And he also dropped the F-bomb when he got excited. And if you know Steph Curry, he is not known for doing that. And he said, because he shot 35 points, and he, I mean, he not only dropped the F-bomb, he did a little shimmy dance, which he was hysterical doing. But this is what cracked me up, that he did that, but that his mom called him out on it. That is what cracks me up. His mom said, mama, you kissed your mother with that mouth. Exactly. He said that he's like, I know I've already gotten two video replays from my mother saying that she's going to wash my mouth out with soap. If I speak like that again, (laughs) which I just totally loved. I totally loved like this mega superstar was like, my mama already talked to me about it when the press was, you know, was on his case about it. Because, you know, he's a man of faith and all that. And his mom's like, you know, that's not a good witness. Whatever. I thought it was really funny. But I just thought it was cute. A little endearing about his mom and his relationship with him. That's cute. And all of that. So, yeah. Never You're never too old. Exactly. Never too old for your mom to. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Because, you know, if it was one of my boys, I'd be like, what are you doing? You know, like, you yeah. do not need to use that language. So it was great. <laughs> Oh, love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, my dear listeners, thank you so much for joining us this week. And if you can, you know, you can follow us on Instagram. We are on Instagram at abiding together podcast. So you're going to find some beautiful things there. And if you liked this episode, would you please subscribe to us, share it with a friend, find us on iTunes, find us on abidingtogetherpodcast.com. You can click on any of the icons and find discussion questions and all kinds of stuff for every episode. Leave us a rating, leave us a review. We love to hear from you. So don't forget next week, we're going to start our apostolic exhortation discussion on one more time for y'all in Latin. Gaudete et exaltate, rejoice and be glad by Pope Francis. We're going to go chapter by chapter and just journey on this letter of holiness and rejoicing and being glad in the Lord about the authentic light that we have as Christians to bring good news uh, to a dark world. So until next time, we will be abiding together. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. I'm just, it's all about you, Heather. I want to be one with you. I love you. I love you, Heather Kim.